I'm going to give you a little history on the song, and then we'll get into the message. So, um, the circle being unbroken is the family of faith. Did you hear what I said? The circle being unbroken is the family of faith. And even though your loved ones have died, they're still your family. Oh, come on. They're still, they're still your family, even if, they, even if they've gone into glory. If you're born again and they're born again, they're still in the family. And that's part of the team, and we need to keep that intact. So this song was actually written by uh, an English gentleman uh, who was a songwriter, and he wrote that about his mom and about the grave uh, and, and about the uh, hearse going to the, uh, going to the, uh, the grave there. And, uh, and he said, I don't want the circle to be unbroken. And he talked about his, his mom dying in the faith. And then there was another gentleman that took that song by the name of A.P. Carter. And I don't know if you know who A.P. Carter is, but if you don't know A.P. Carter... He is the daddy of June Carter Cash. I'm gonna, uh, listen, and June Carter Cash was married to one of the greatest country music stars of all time, Johnny Cash. And, and if you don't like that, I, 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 I just I need to anoint you with oil or something. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody in the world not liking Johnny Cash. I'm sorry. But the circle can't be broken. We're going to get into it here, and we might go there. This is pretty much not politically correct. Uh, we can't allow the ranks to be broken up. So if our family's not here, it doesn't mean that they're not still in the family. And if the members of the church ain't here today, it doesn't mean that they're not members. And if your children aren't here today, it doesn't mean they ain't part of the family either. The circle won't be broken because it is obtained through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I need the church to talk back to me today. Um, and I was thinking of, uh, there's a lot of people that, that copied and covered this song through the years. Uh, I think there was even some, some rock singers that sung it. Uh, but it's important to know that this team, and actually the, the, the acronym for team is together everyone achieves more. Right. Together everyone achieves more. So if we can keep this group together and groups like this all over the country, we can walk back uh, the faces of evil. Amen? Um, so turn with me into Romans chapter 8, and I'll ask you to rise, and we will uh, pray over the message. Grab your Bible, and we'll pray over the message. Romans chapter 8. Father God, we just pray that these won't just be words on a paper, that they would be uh, words that would illuminate uh, truths to hearts that are gathered here today and those who are gathered on live stream. We pray, Lord God, that the record be set straight, that the only way to the kingdom is through the King Jesus. And we ask, Lord God, that he shows himself through the power of the Holy Spirit today. In thy name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Uh, look at your neighbor and just tell them we're glad that they showed up today, if you would. Some, sometimes. Hey, hey, sometimes on the team you've got to encourage one another. And, and something like that could encourage somebody. Just 
I'm glad you showed up. Uh, let's be honest right now. Some of you guys were in a battle to get to church this morning. It, 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 listen to me for a second. The battle started like when you were wanting to get out of bed or didn't want to get out of bed, however you look at it. And you're like, Wait, wouldn't it be a whole lot easier if I just stayed in bed today? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been a whole lot easier if I didn't have to get out of my air-conditioned house into my air-conditioned car to get to my air-conditioned church? <laughs> and then I would say, wouldn't it have been a whole lot easier if Jesus just didn't go to the cross? Amen. Just say, oh, mine, I'll move on. See, but that's not what Christianity is about, being comfortable. It's about character. And not just any character, but godly character in the United States of America. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm creeping in on it, so be ready. Um, mm. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm in 8-1. And there's a lot here, so if you're a note taker, get ready. This one here is a golly whopper. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So I've been set free from the law of sin and death. And here's the deal. That's something to celebrate about. I'm not shackled to sin and its power anymore. Remember that when you were shackled to whatever sin you guys was in. You get, uh, and it was always something. Close your eyes so that way you don't know I'm talking about you. And it, and, it, and it either starts at night or it starts first thing in the morning. And it's usually at night when you fall asleep, you always tell yourself, I'm not going to do that anymore. Here's the deal. When you're born again, you don't have to worry about telling yourself that anymore. The transformation has already been taken place. All you got to do is follow what the heart says. See, it's, it's different than the world. The world's trying to educate the mind to change the heart. The only institution in the world that's in the heart-changing business is God's church and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can't build enough high-rises to change a heart. Only God can do that. Think about that crusty old heart uh, God seen when he came in to touch it. It was full of, of whatever it is. I don't want to get into it. But you know it was there, and you know he's... He's got a lot of power. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned the sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So I've told you this before. When a heart is changed, the mind can be changed. When the heart is changed, the mind can be changed. Not the other way around. The mind never changes the heart. You can try to stir up compassion all day long by looking at sad photos of little puppies and all kinds of stuff. But when your heart has been changed, your stinking thinking changes, and you start to act like Christ just a little bit more, don't you? You know what? I got to thinking about it. Don't tell anybody. But I cry now more as a Christian than I have all my life because my heart has been softened to, to work and beat uh, just like the Lord's. And, and, 
and, and don't you believe that God weeps over this nation right now? Oh, hold on for a second. Where in the world are we? Drugs are rapid all across America. And I mean everywhere. We have reached a proportion where I believe the stench is so high, God's getting ready to come back and get his people, and I'd be all right if he did. I got my marching orders. Amen? He's not going to stand much more of this. I think with, with the news that is looming out there, uh, Mr. Cope, last week, he's probably, he's probably tapping his foot pretty hard. Amen? Let's go to five. For those living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And you, you just do your own math there. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So we're always thinking about things of the kingdom. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So when you're born again, you ain't afraid to die because you know where you're going when you go. You know, I was, I was sitting there with my dad the other day, and I might have told you guys this. I can't remember that. He was he's so peaceful. He's on, he's on hospice, and he's sitting there down, and he's looking out, and we're sitting in the farm. We're drinking hot coffee looking out across the, the field, and he said, I'm ready to die today. Now, God didn't take him. He's still alive. But he has such peace in his heart about where he's going from glory to glory. And I'm going to tell you what, if you don't have that kind of peace, you better get it. Because the death rate's still 100%. Everybody's going to go you got to make sure that where you're going, that the fields are just as green as they are at my farm. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Let's keep reading about freedom. I love it. Did you smell that this morning, Steve? Do this with me. That's freedom. I love the smell of freedom. It's awesome. Verse 7, for the mind that is set on the, uh, on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Wow. Now, I preached on this. Let me tell you this. So, if those, let me read it again. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So, those who say they love one another and they don't have godly love, it's no love at all. And in order to please God, you have to have faith. So if you don't have faith, you can't please God. And if you don't have faith, you're probably not a believer. And if you're not a believer, you're probably not going to heaven. And don't get mad at me. I'm just preaching what's what's in the print. I'm not the author of the book, just the prophet today. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit 
is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm getting ready to get into some really good stuff, so just just wring your hands a little bit because I'm talking about being an heir with Christ. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the Spirit uh, put to death deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. That means daddy, daddy. Say that with me. Daddy, daddy. So in order to be in the kingdom of God, worldly people have to be adopted into that kingdom. Here's what he says. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, read this with me. And if we're children, then, say it with me, then. One more time, then. Okay, stop. An heir is somebody who inherits what their parents left for them. We got that down? So, so God, my heavenly father, has a whole kingdom up there for me, and he has a whole kingdom for you. And, 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 the, Lord's, and the Lord's prayer is, as it is on earth, so it be in heaven. Or I'm sorry, as it is in heaven, down here on earth. So God wants to give us exactly what's in heaven down here on earth, but here's the deal, you have to ask for it. So when I go up into heaven, my goal is that my lockers would be cleaned out that I've already asked for everything that he has for me. You don't want to be that kind of person that that runs around like a Christian ninny that never asks God for anything. Some people say it like this, Carol. They say, well, I don't pray for myself. Why don't you pray for yourself? Don't you want all the things that God has... On earth as it is in heaven. Say that with me. On earth as it is in heaven. God, if there's something up there that can change my life and bless my family and give me a little more joy and keep me safe and keep me sober and keep me from being addicted and keep me out of trouble, I want you to empty that locker down on me right here, right now. Not later. Not later. A lot of times people think the Bible's for heaven. You won't need a Bible in heaven. You'll have the living word standing in front of you. The Bible is for you here and now. Ask me to preach on and I'll tell you something else. I'm about to hold on. So I thought of it this way. Your parents probably have left you something or they're going to leave you something. And then whatever you inherit from your parents, you're going to leave for your kids. Now, here's the deal. If they're not acting right, you probably ain't going to leave anything for them. I'll just preach right here then. Why why would you want to leave stuff for your family if they're not going to use it to follow the Lord? Oh, I'm going to mow your lawn today. Why leave something for family members if they're not going to use it to glorify the kingdom of God? And you go, well, I want to do it to be fair. Here's the deal. Life ain't fair. I'm helping families out today. 
So in order to be an heir to, to my, my, my father's kingdom, I have to obey the principles, the heavenly principles. Amen? Amen? I have to follow this commands and these decrees. See, these aren't suggestions. These are commandments. I know a lot of people in the world say, hey, I want to hear the ten suggestions. They're not ten suggestions. They're ten commandments. Any one of you guys ever suggest your kids to take the trash out? I, <laughs> do you ever do that and, and, you, and you say, hey, uh, you know, I, I think you ought to take out the trash. No, it's take out the trash. And I've told you before, kids will come up with all kinds of cockamamie excuses why not to take out the trash. I'm not going to tell you. The, but I, I, was, I was talking to a family the other day, and they said, uh, I said, so is anybody, I always like to ask them this, I said, so is anybody in your family in trouble, all their little kids and everything? I said, yeah, one of them's in trouble because he didn't fold the laundry. He hid the laundry behind the toilet, <laughs> and some he hid under his bed. Just say this with me, little human beings. They're everywhere. And age doesn't make them little in God's eyes. We will do anything we possibly can do to get out of work that God wants us to do. And I told you about that before. You guys do that with coffee. Guys think that coffee disappears when they smear it with their foot. You girls didn't know that, but if a guy dribbles a little coffee on the floor, if he pushes it around, <laughs> or you, if you do the counter the way I do, I just did it a couple minutes ago. I was trying, it was on my desk, and I had some, I was trying to smear, and it, and it still didn't look any better, so I took my shirt tail. Hey, at least I'm admitting it. You guys need to go to confession. <laughs> this is the kind of behavior human beings struggle with. Amen? Amen? Because the flesh is hostile to a holy God. And you can, you can plug in sex, drugs, or rock and roll, whatever it is you're struggling with today. But you can't be bound to sin and be free with God. Amen. You either got one or you got the other. Okay, for the rest of this, I want you to rise up here. So we're going to finish talking about being an heir. Verse 17, and if the children then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And I want you to slide down to verse 24. It says, for in this hope we were saved. Now the hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And I'll tell you right now, we got less patience than we've ever had in the history of the world. Just bring the house lights down just a little bit, please, Lynn. And, and, and I know I'm, I'm probably no better than you, so I'm going to throw myself in the mix with it. We're in a microwave society. 
Do you ever put anything in the microwave and you can't believe it's, it's, it's not hot yet? I mean, you're, you have the, the fastest form of heating something up in the world, Big Steve, but it's still not fast enough. And I'm going to bring this back to light because this is, this is more prevalent now than ever, Gloria. I told you I have a lot of patience in, in, in being God-like. If I'm going in quick trip in the morning, Dr. D., and somebody's right behind me, and I, and I hold the door for them. I got a lot of patience because I want them to get in just like I am. And I know I need to applaud myself for that. But you know where I lose my patience? Is when I'm holding the door, and I got to stand there three seconds longer to let the person in who's still at the gas pump that already made eye contact with me. Oh, they're coming this way, and they see me, and I've seen them do this with me. And there's a battle going, I already, I already did good, and I've applauded myself for letting them in because we're right in here. I, I held the door. Do this with me where you hold the door. And you're, you're, your whole world is on pause. You're going straight to the coffee machine. I got this, you know, and I don't even need a receipt. It just stick, man, bam. Dude, I mean, you got the credit card, bam, bam. And do you need a receipt? I'm already walking out the door. But I had to hold the door for the person who was lollygagging. And isn't it just like human beings that are saved? And then it... Oh. And then you get in the car and then you start to talk about how slow they were. I can't believe, Franny, I can't believe everybody's not like me. Can you imagine a world where everybody was like Pastor Pat? There would be no ice cream anywhere. Forget about the toilet paper crisis, there'd be an ice cream shortage. Every whim, we'd have to go to Andes. God didn't create a world so we can all be alike. He wants us to all be a little different, but be on the team. All your qualities and your gifts and your gifts and all the gifts here make up a great church that has been sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I got one more I got to read to you. Verse 34, who is condemned? Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who raised, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? I got to hear back from the church. Shall persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Danger? 
Sword? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It says, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And let's be honest, we don't always feel like conquerors. Sometimes I feel like something that the cat drug in. Your day ever get really busy? I mean, like to where you don't even know. Me and my wife, we got so busy last couple of weeks. You get so busy. Say it with me, busy. You don't even know where you're going. Oh, I'm, I, I promise you I'm going to get to your to read your mail today. Sometimes at night, Whaley, when I sit down with the Lord, I don't even know what to pray for anymore. You've been so tired and so sick in so many family issues and so busy with your business that when you get time with the Lord, you don't even know what to say anymore. You can't even remember if you brushed your teeth yet. You can't remember if you let, let the dog back in. I don't know where my keys or my phone is. Can I plug in some of your stuff today? We didn't make our bed that day. Some of you guys didn't make your bed. Well, that ought to kick you out of heaven right there. Do you see the things that we process here? These are all worldly things, and they, they don't mean a hill of beans to God. He's not impressed with your, with your stuff and your neat little shiny objects you got everywhere. If you want to impress God, show him how much you love him by spending time with him. So here's what I say if you want to maintain freedom with the Lord. When you get out of bed, know this, Tara. You're going to make somebody mad. Just make sure it ain't God. Your, your, fam your family's always going to be mad about something. It doesn't mean that they're not a good family. It just means they're human beings. Don't you like your freedom? I, I like not being shackled to a life of wretched sin. Aren't you glad that you get up in the morning and you're not, and, and you know where you parked your dang truck? I'm going to pray for you in a minute, so hang on. Let's close our eyes as the Lord speak to us, speaks to us through the power of his Holy Spirit. What we're doing today, Lords, we're having a team meeting. We don't all have the same uniform on, Lord God, but we've all been baptized through the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't all look alike, Lord. As a matter of fact, you already know that you created each one of these team members to be a little bit different, to bring some spice to the team. Some unction to the team. Some of our team members have 
a lot left in the tank. And they're here at your beck and call, at your disposal, ready to serve at any time. And we got some pinch hitters too. They're ready to step in if a brother falls or a sister. We're ready to step in if we get the call that someone needs prayer or someone has passed away. So today, my dear friends, I want to ask you a very simple question before I leave today. Are you in line to receive all the heavenly benefits that God has for you? On earth as it is in heaven. That's God's prayer. If you're born again, just pray that prayer. On earth as it is in heaven. And if today the Lord was to call you up yonder, are you born again? If you ain't saved, just pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I want you to come in and save my soul. I want you to transform my heart. I want to I trust in you. I want to believe in you. I want to receive your son, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. I want to be born again. Help me live for you. And for all the saints who are going through something today, just lift your hand wherever you're at today. I want to pray for you. Just tell God, just say, I got something going on in my life, Lord. I, I need to... I need a touch of your healing grace. I need you to give me direction. God, I want to be, tell them, church, I want to be healed. I want to be complete. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. I thank you that I know that my sin won't be held against me when you come back to get me. I've been born again. I've been sanctified. And I got my marching orders. And God, I give you the glory that you put your son on mission to save my soul. When I leave the sanctuary today, I will head out into the mission field and tell others about the glory of your son. Until you come back to get me, I'll be doing your bidding. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people said amen.